bring in Paul Wankmuller. He's joining us this morning to talk financial markets, the director of trading education at Blue Line Futures. Paul, good to have you with us. Welcome. They say in real estate, it's all about location, location, location. Today, <laughs> for markets, it's all about jobs, jobs, and jobs, it seems like. Agreed, agreed. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Uh, yesterday, we had some great numbers coming out of the ISM. Uh, in addition, you had jobless claims better than expected four weeks in a row. There's not too much correlation between that and what's going to happen today, uh, in my opinion. But I think the focus is going to be on wage inflation, as you had mentioned earlier. You're looking at 5.3 year over year, four tenths month over month. And we spoke about this last time on your show. The Fed really doesn't want to see that wage inflation loophole where goods cost more the employee goes to employer to ask for a higher salary employer raises prices on goods etc 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 um so I, I think that that will be the focus and in addition if we come in line today at 300,000, but july is not revised lower i think that stern hawkish tone that we saw last friday out of jerome powell is going to continue into the fed speak next week and it's going to be um, business as usual that, that we've been seeing. I would like to point out a couple of things that you had mentioned on that S&P chart earlier with the, the low yesterday. At, uh, wait, wait, wait. hold on one oh, sorry, second. Sorry. If I could just interrupt you for one second there, because Paul, I want to, I want to talk the S&Ps with you, but I first just want to get a little bit uh, deeper into that thought there, because I think you bring up a good point. If we do not see a revision to last month's number, which keep in mind came in extremely strong, if we don't see that revision, and if this month's number comes in really strong as well, I mean, that does sort of set the foundation, to say the least, if it already isn't in place. But talk to us about, uh, I mean, how much does this really kind of tip the scales one way or the other, do you think, Paul? I mean, we've got the CPI number. It seems like everybody's kind of looking forward to that more so than this job support. I think that they, they have been very clear. I mean, Jerome um, Powell did not take any questions last week. I think that we're going to see the 75 going into September. I don't think the scales are going to be tipped too much. Uh, there's a little bit more focus on Europe right now with regards to energy. And, you know, we're the hawkish play in town right now. They, yeah. They're just trying to get into it. So I, I don't really think it's going to swing either way. I think their minds are made up and it's going to continue uh, their path that they've been talking about. I think the dollar is a pretty good reflection of that. We've seen strength. I mentioned at the top of the show, a new 20-year high. You said you've got your eye on some levels in the ES. Talk to me about what those are, Paul. Sure, sure. At one point, so we've had 13 bear markets since World War II. And every single time, if we have um, retraced over the 50% mark, which we did by about 100 points on the S&P, the S&P did not make a new low after that. Huh. So, yeah, right, yeah. So yesterday, we saw a lot of things with a daily candle. Number one, that low of 3902-ish uh, was the 618 retracement of this June to, um, I'm sorry, the uh, the latest pullback that we had from, from uh, June to August. That was the 618 and it held. Number two, you had a, a uh, dragonfly doji on the daily candle, which means there was strength into the close. And in addition, it's still above the Ichimoku cloud on a daily, and that June resistance of 39.50 is now becoming support. We're hanging around there right now. But those are all things that people should look at, and it, it might be a good risk-to-reward trade down here, speaking of all of those levels, you know, for a trade, maybe not a long term, but it might look good for, you know, a trade with everything in there.
Uh, Paul, does the strength we've been seeing in the U.S. dollar create a headwind for the indices right now? It seems as if for a long period they were able to shrug it off into the highs that we saw into January, for example. But this year it seems like, I don't know if necessarily it's at the root of what we're seeing in terms of the selling, but one could argue it is a, a factor, a consideration to be had. And we've been hearing about it recently in terms of some of these CEOs as far as earnings calls, and uh, it's definitely been mentioned. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And, you know, we, we love to talk about a price action on this show. And 120 is not out of the question in the dollar index, especially when 60% of it is made made up of the euro. We, you know, we're below, below par on there. 99 is kind of hanging out there as a support level. But of course it is. But in, at the end of the day, we've seen weirder things before. You've seen divergences, you know, between yields and, and commodities this week. And, you know, things things can happen. But like I said, if we if we hold today, there is a possibility to build a little bit of support there at the you know the 3900 level, and if not, we're clearly going lower. But just looking at the charts and looking at those price levels, we'll wait and see today. I think this is going to be the defining moment going into September. I would agree in many ways. And going into September, Paul, a very busy month in terms of central bank activity. We're looking at the euro here right now. I've got the. Japanese yen queued up as well to show you some of the weakness. The British pound, though, also New Year lows this week. I mean, it's been uh, on the move lower. The yen, you can see overnight down to 71.25. I mean, these trends have been long in the tooth. But again, tying back to that strength in the U.S. dollar. And ultimately, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the central bank activity next week and how we could continue to see these trends play out as the Fed's very much hawkish and uh, kind of on that flight path compared to the ECB and some of the other central bankers, which uh, they're turning the corner now, but still a little bit uh, less ex accelerating, at a little bit slower rate, it seems like, than uh, the Fed has. You know, with with regards to Europe, I really do think this is a, a energy an energy story. Um, Germany is the largest industrial producer out of out of Europe, right? They're depending on 20 million mmbtu of Russian natural gas. You have Nord Stream coming in now. They are at sufficient supply levels, but they have to trickle gas to the rest of Europe, which is going to deplete that. Mm -hmm. Germany is a major producer of chemicals. They're a major producer of fertilizers. Their GDP is 3.8 trillion. But here's the thing. All of those things that they produce rely on that Russian natural gas, especially this, um, this substance called AdBlue. Now, AdBlue goes into diesel engines in order to lower the nitrous oxide coming out of the diesel engine. You can't even turn a truck on without adding this. But guess what? It takes natural gas to produce this product. So I think that that's going to really bring everything down as Germany is the leader in that aspect. Uh, going back to what you were talking about with the Japanese yen, with, you know, with that compared to the dollar and also with South Korea, the Chinese yuan, I think, wants to be lower to compete with the exports of those two countries. That is something that, that needs to, to come in for them. Um, clearly, they would like a stronger yuan in order to purchase commodities at a lower price in dollars, you know, yuan versus the dollar. But at the end of the day, I think they want to focus on exports to compete against those two countries. As you said, you know, the yen just, you know, falling there. Yeah, we're looking at it on a longer term chart here. This is actually going back to 2012. Uh, you can see a significant decline here through, uh, well, into this 7,100 level. 
this week. And uh, Paul, we've got lots to focus on here today, and I know you do as well. I appreciate you joining us here to help us get ahead of the jobs report, talk financial markets, and uh, providing us a couple levels in the ES to keep an eye on. Paul Wankmuller, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us again. He's the Director of Trading Education at Blue Line Futures.